Well, hello there, and welcome to The Art of Resistance by Face the Music. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be playing an after-show chat, if you will, with uh, Laurie Pahutsky, who is running for re-election in Michigan's 19th district for the Michigan State House. We played a show with Laurie a few months ago, and she was gracious enough to stick around and have a chat with Linda and Pete and myself. And it was really fun, so um, we thought we'd we thought we'd play it for you guys. I, I just stopped the live stream, so we're we're done now, and uh, so we get a chance to say uh, goodbye. But yeah, you know, usually we we like have a very short meeting with the candidate. So this is the first time we met you, and you are awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It was so much fun. Your guys' questions were amazing. Um, no, I it, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. It, I truly, truly appreciate it. Well, every single show is a little bit different. And this time, Chaz decided to come on. And I was like, okay, we're going to stay on. And we'll make it a, a like a, a discussion. And I thought that was awesome. It was it very, was yeah, I liked it. The it was conversation was absolutely superb. And, and Lori, I have to say, I went to Michigan for the first time last year for about a 10-day tour and we did the whole perimeter so prior to that i didn't get what you said about 25 percent of the world's fresh water i get that now i was writing a comment that's just massive that's massive it is and we actually we were having a conversation gosh i can't even remember who it was with now recently about basically how all of the groundwater under the state because of all of the lakes around it is basically yeah. like a sixth great lake yeah. And we just have such a massive problem with contamination with it right now. It's, it's a real, real issue. I mean, if, if our aquifers are corrupted, we are in serious trouble. And, and exactly. Correct if I'm wrong, this is basically about awarding private contracts to, for, from corrupt uh, entities, essentially, right? So a lot of it is that a lot of it is, frankly, we don't have polluter pay laws here in Michigan. We used to, we reintroduced them. Shockingly enough, they haven't gone anywhere. Uh, so our department of, it's called Eagle Energy, Great Lakes and um, Environment is charged with cleaning up these messes. And we don't have the budget for that. That department was never intended to, to you know, mediate all of this damage. So a lot of it is just we're, we're containing it uh, because we don't have the budget to clean it up because the people, it. it the press conference around this bill was, I, I thought that it was so powerful, but it was also, it, it felt like it should have been on a TV show because the bill sponsor literally got up there and said, if you're a kid and you knock over a glass of orange juice, you clean up your mess. Why do we not expect multi-million dollar corporations to do the same thing? Right. So there's that. And then we also have the Nestle issue. We have Nestle coming and pumping out millions and millions of gallons of our groundwater for less than $300 a year. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's creating an issue with the water table. It's also creating an issue because of the contamination. So now it's moving much more rapidly than it would otherwise because water just goes to fill in the void. So when you're pumping so much of it out, the contaminated groundwater shifts. So we're seeing issues with that as well. Um, we'll be watching your race. I appreciate it. Thank you. you no, know, it's it's just remarkable how many people had their how, their lives are at risk yeah. because of the the insane politicians that have been in power yeah. all throughout this country. I mm -hmm. mean, and 
and literally, you know, like so, you know, not, it's not just the pandemic. It's, right. it's gun violence. It's healthcare. It's you know, I mean, we're talking about tens of hundreds of thousands of people. We're literally talking about that have died because of these politicians. Oh, and you yeah. know, the, the problem that I think we're having as Democrats, as liberals, as progressives, is we're not really calling it out that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, we because you know. I, my my back of the napkin estimate is like seventy thousand people have died unnecessarily because of the pandemic. Unnecessarily. And then and then you add on. dirty water, bad air. You know, there's never a cost placed on the pollution, the trash, the post consumer. And then the fact that Nestle can come in that you know back one hundred fifty years ago, fine, you're going to bottle some water, and now it's it's theft of a public resource. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you look at how much the pandemic has been exacerbated by these issues that have been important the entire time, we have a zip code here, uh, 48217 in, in Detroit. So it experiences a lot of environmental, or uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, environmental racism. There's a literally a marathon petroleum refinery across the street from a school. This area has significantly higher rates of respiratory issues, asthma, different cancers. And now you dump a respiratory virus in there that we have no treatment for. It's decimated that community. People who don't have access to healthcare, now we have a pandemic. The last day that we had normal session, March 17th, uh, we'd already had cases here in Michigan, but basically the, the Republican-led legislature was pretending that everything was normal. That day, they entered, we had a Medicaid work requirements that were passed, uh, which was kicking so many people off of their health care because those are, sure, you know, it sounds great. You know, you should have to work if you want health care or if you can't, you should be able to prove it, but it's never that simple. And the courts had ruled, no, you can't do that. The last day that we had normal session, because there was a pandemic, a global pandemic, the Republicans tried to or uh, introduce a resolution to ask the courts to, to reconsider that and say that it was okay to kick people off their insurance because they weren't able to work. Like, you wonder sort of where that lack of humanity comes from. Is it, is it basic lack of education? Like how, how do people end up like that? I don't know, because even if we just look at the, the COVID response, um, you know, the, the lack of desire to treat this uh, rationally and to let the governor here, because the governor has been doing a great job here in Michigan. She's been following the facts. She's been following the science. She's been doing wonderful. And originally, everyone was kind of on the same page. And then it turned so political so quickly. And I don't understand how we can, as a, as a governing body, not understand the seriousness of this when we lost one of our colleagues to this in March. I'm, I'm Isaac like Robinson was a representative from Detroit and he died at the beginning of this pandemic. His desk is still draped in black curtains. I'm, I'm angry. We don't have a member there. I'm, I'm like- I don't understand how we can walk past his desk every single day and act like this isn't a real problem. You know, I heard today, I watched a, it was a video in the Washington Post about going back to school. Three of my children are teachers and thank God they're going virtual and I'm a retired teacher. 
And this woman, um, I think in Florida was saying, we talk about mental health of our children needing to socialize. What about the mental health of our children losing their classmates and their beloved teachers who die? Nobody wants to talk about that. And it is similar to what you're saying here. Where, and Chaz, where is some sous-son of humanity here? I, how can people, how can people just live with themselves? I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm either. I'm and you can give a $2 trillion tax break to all the big companies and the one percenters, and we can't just produce 600 bucks a week. So what if someone gets overpaid? This too shall pass. Right. We, we fought a world war. That too shall pass. And we hit massive prosperity thereafter. But we're just like, right now, I'm just like, we, would, we could be in the London Blitz and these assholes would have their shades up. The, lights, the, you know. the, lesson, the lesson really is, it is about power. It is, you know, so we collectively on the left need to internalize that that we need to win power and we need to be as cutthroat as they are, but for the right reasons and try and provide good services and, you know, and legislation for, you know, but, but we need to win. Yeah. It's almost like it's also exposing. And I'm curious, Laurie, in, in the state house, I'm curious, you know, how, how does the, is there a, you know, we see this nationally, we always say, you know, Democrats take a knife to a gunfight and they don't expose the inhumanity on a national level. And I'm really curious whether you see that at the state level, whether you see any sort of party coordination or lack of coordination to just expose the Republicans. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, we uh, are, I, I feel a lot of times we're overly concerned with civility um, and you know, worrying about, well, like, and I, you know what, I want to say that there's a concern about like, well, maybe they won't work with us if we upset them or, you know, are open about it. But I don't even know if that's it because in all honesty, they're not working with us the majority of the time anyway. Right. They'll work with the governor, but yeah. they have the votes to pass whatever they want to pass without us right now. So bipartisanship really only involves the Republicans and the legislature and the Democratic governor, unless they feel like bringing us to the table. Um, there's been a couple of times where I feel like we kind of waded into that. Um, I know this, this made international news, so you guys might be aware of it. When there were armed protesters that uh, tried to get onto the floor. So I was up in the, the gallery because in an effort to try and maintain some social distancing instead of having us all at our desks, some of us were up in the, the balcony area. Um, and I was up there. And there were protesters. So the, the balcony is kind of U-shaped. And at the tops of the U's, there's doors that let you into uh, leadership offices. So the speaker pro tem and, uh, you know, folks like that. And there were protesters, the only other door is at the bottom of the U. And that's where they were trying to get in, both up on the balcony and on the floor itself. The doors were locked. They had us locked up there with no way to get out. And the other thing that they did is the state police had, you know, they knew this was going to happen. These protests had been getting more and more aggressive. And the state police, who are the, the police force in charge of the Capitol. Um, so, like, if, if we get a death threat, which does happen, we inform the state police and, and they deal with security. 
So knowing that this was getting bad and that, you know, the FBI was in the process of investigating some of these people for, for being part of, you know, domestic terrorist groups and making credible threats, the state police had told the Speaker of the House if any of the representatives need escorts from their offices to the Capitol, from the car to wherever, let them know we're available. He told the Republicans. He did not tell the Democrats. And I got accosted on the way in. Several of us got accosted on the way in. We were never told that that was made available to us. And that was one thing that was made public, but I don't feel like it was made as public as it needed to be. Because there were people, people brought nooses that day. People brought, truly brought AK-47s trying to to get onto the floor. The house floor was shaking. People were trying to get in that badly. And we were never told, you know, someone stopped me on my way into the Capitol, walking from my car into the Capitol. And the fact that there was security made available, but we were never told that that resource was available because of the party that we're in was just frankly unacceptable. And I, I, that we'd been more hopeful about that. Is Jamila Prepal a Michigander? No, she's not. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember where she's from. I've met her. She's Didn't wonderful. Did she take on Bill Barr the other day with exactly that, where the threats that, and he's acting like, I didn't hear any of that. Fuck Bill Barr. Well, I, am, I am so tired. I, I want that asshole out. We do. I mean, he needs well, to be he in tried. jail. He is a criminal. I was just wondering if that was, so there was other incidents. Angry not Bill just, Barr. He, you guys, I, mean, I was listening to his testimony. He is horrible. He's so corrupt. She was talking about Michigan. She, okay. She's not our representative, but she was talking about Michigan because truly it, it was one of those days where it happened. We got out. I got home. In all honesty, I had a sister district event that night and I got on the camera and everyone was like, are you okay? And I went, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it was, a, it was a rough day. It was not my best day ever, but you know, there, there was some stuff, what did I say? It was a, a rough day at the Capitol or something. I didn't realize it had made international news by that time. Wow. So for Bill Barr to be able to have, to have the audacity to sit there and say, I had no idea. Yeah. Truly, just- the FBI was investigating people that showed up that day. He, he there is really- no world that he didn't know. He yeah. needs to be, he needs to be oh, yeah. impeached. He needs to be impeached because he he lied in front of Congress. Yeah, he lies every day anyway. He yeah. lies every day, and and you know the what's happening. I think like the the theme is that all these things, you know, it's it's what we said was going to happen. Our 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 you know our norms have completely changed, and this is dangerous. American carnage from January 20th, 2017. I'm just, as you were talking yeah. about, I just, you feel like the, the history books will look back, you know, and say we've been a stone's throw away from dictatorship and that will be a moment, the Michigan protests. Yeah. Well, the question will really come on how we uh, handle things from right now to the election and what- To the we inauguration. Do, well, you know what? We have to win in overwhelming numbers. Yeah. And we have to get, I mean, that's, that was the idea. That was the genesis of these shows to get the, the fringe of people more engaged. You know, I mean, if we could get just a couple percent more people engaged, we, we would actually overwhelm them.
you know, that was the, that was the idea. Yeah, I agree. I mean, these are just, they're truly unprecedented times. They really, really are. Um, Only in our country. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the week after that protest, I had people messaging me on Twitter asking, would you rather I do a campaign contribution or should I set up a GoFundMe to buy you a bulletproof vest? Yeah. Ridiculous. And and the thing is at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. And then I had a credible death threat against me. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. And the fact that we have a president who is threatening to delay the election. And I, I know he can't do that and that's yeah. great. But the fact that he even has the, the frame of mind to say it out loud. Oh, he's, he's whistling, dog, he's not even dog whistling. He's got the megaphone, same as Charlottesville. He is giving permission to his base to not accept the results of the election. Exactly. Well, it's also, exactly. He, he is being, uh, he's doing what he does very well. And there's actually a couple of uh, charts that have been created. When there's some issue in the press that he doesn't want us to focus on, like the 32%, the 132% drop in the GDP or whatever it is, um, he starts tweeting to that extent, putting outrageous things out there. So that's what we talk about. And I find minutes later. His, his manipulation of all of us is really unfortunate. We should be talking about the deaths from COVID. That's his responsibility. We should be talking about the economic disaster that he has caused. And that's all we should be talking about. When he tweets like that, we could say, he can't stop the election. So let's talk about what he doesn't want us to talk about and then go right there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm tired of being manipulated by him. I always, oh, absolutely. I always think about when we put our kids to bed and, you know, we have, to, we have, we have a, a toddler and we're just like, you know, the toddler's not in charge. We're not going to give oxygen to what the toddler says. You just don't give oxygen. And, and, it's, again, and, and it's, it's funny to see even a lot of the media outlets saying, well, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And then they go and do it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Actually, my dog is starting to manage me after all. He's 12 years old or something like that. And he's learned now that when he, he's always, he's been quiet his entire life. And now he's like, and I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> so he's. They have, the, the White House has had these. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> They've had these calls uh, with state legislators all across the country. And I've been on a couple of them when I've been able to make the, make the calls. But frankly, they're the most insulting things I have ever heard in my life, because especially early on, it was literally, here's all the great things we've done. And uh, basically, the not even, I, I'm not even mincing words. It was state governments need to take it from here. Yeah, yeah you're on your own. The yes. American public, we're on our own. Like dog eat dog. Go ahead. Yes. This was and they, their refrigerator. Right. This was still during the time where we, when we were, this happened in Michigan and I know it happened in other states too. This was still during the time when we would order supplies, we would order PPE, we would order tests and they would take the supplies from us. So this was still during this time. And this administration had the audacity to get on these phone calls and say, you guys can handle it from here. Yeah. You know, it's painful. as I've told other people around the country, each state does not have a CDC. The CDC was designed specifically, explicitly for this purpose, you know, internationally influence the way we can understand pandemics and stop them before they come to our country. And they failed because, the, the, you know, the current administration 
decimated the CDC and then politicized it. But so Pete, that's, that's the game of the whole party. That's the Koch brothers. That's the Reagan. That's 50 years of let's prove government doesn't work so that we can all build our walls and we'll go back to feudal England and all the other places and just let everybody, you know, run for scraps. I, that is a deliberate effort. Trump has not put one person in that he's even had approved. And those that are acting heads, they hate their agencies. They hate the mission of the agency, right? From Barr to DeVos to, to the well, CDC. And it, it, it is, we the people have just been lost in all of this. Well, I, I love Lori's outspoken progressive stance. I do too. On things. I this mean, is it is so refreshing. Yeah. It is uh, heartening. And I know as a elected representative, there's a certain amount of, of, uh, of, of ways that you need to put things. But I also think that we need our elected representatives to also um, call things out like the 70,000 people who have died in this country because of the federal response to COVID. Uh, and I think that the media needs then to follow those very out. We need to manage the media that way. You know, we need to be as, as controversial, but truthful. It, truthful as possible, but, you know, you know, make sure that we get attention because what yeah. they've done is horrible. I, I just posted something on Twitter the other day. My dad uh, served in World War II, uh, oddly enough. And his job was he went into Buchenwald, one of the, the concentration camps, to, to liberate it. And his job there was to take photographs mm -hmm. so that there was no way anybody afterwards could ever say it didn't happen. Right. And obviously, my dad was uh, from a different generation than me. I am quite positive. He, he passed when I was 12. I am quite positive that if he were around today, he and I would probably be arguing a fair amount of the time. But I do know that he, he lied about his age to serve in World War II. Right. A lot of people and, did. My dad did too. Yeah. yeah. My father-in-law did too. Yeah. People like that did not do that so that we could have an administration gaslight an entire country right. or have unmarked police officers snatch people into in unmarked vans. And I, I'm positive that he and I would not have seen eye to eye on most of this stuff, but that much we would. Yeah. And I'm sorry, as his daughter, I can't be quiet about it. I just can't. So I, you know, it's just, it's an important time right now. And, and, you know, like you said, Linda, history is going to look back on this and is not going to look back kindly on all of us. It's just not. Well, the, but we're writing the history right now. We have to make sure that it gets written so we can look back at this moment and as a, uh, a cautionary tale, not as a, um, you know, things got right. worse from here. Yeah. Not a one-off, and there's something after 2020. That's yeah, the other yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't sleep. Uh, Laurie, I have, a, I have a completely changing changing topics. Are you working with? Is it Swim Indivisible? Yes, actually. Um, yeah, they they've put us in touch with a bunch of different organizations early on, but yeah, they're doing. Um, uh, they've been doing a lot of like organizational meetings and stuff like that, trying to help with campaigns right now because. Like I said, we, we've started to get our footing, but I think everyone is still really, really uncertain about just how to operate. And I'm one of those people that I'm going to worry regardless. So, you know, the fact that there's so much that we would normally be doing that we can't do uh, is just tough. So the fact that we have organizations like SWIM stepping up and trying to help out as much as they can and, and be helpful and give pointers. So, it, yeah, it's wonderful. Great. 
Great. Um, and Pete, did do you guys talk about um, any sort of digital marketing with Facebook Music? We need to talk about digital marketing for, for for the other ERA show too. But yeah, we didn't talk about digital marketing for this. You you did. We did not know. Okay. No. So one of the things, um, one of our intentions with the, with the show is to kind of, um, so you can have uh, obviously video footage, which you can then leverage for brand awareness, education, everything else. Um, so we've actually got kind of best practices for how to use footage on Facebook for marketing. So we sure. can share kind of a PDF, we can also give you a kind of webinar, or if, if you're looking to do Facebook advertising um, and, you, and you need content. Definitely, definitely. Digital is gonna, uh, be really, really important this time around. So absolutely, thank you. Great. So um, Chaz, why, why don't we figure out the right way to, uh, I mean, you know, like I was just looking at the stats. Um, this show uh, was one of the lower viewed shows. It got 237 views. Oh my God. I still think of, in terms of um, a use of time, it seems to be better than, you know, what you would do is if you went out to a, a, a PTA meeting or, you know, a coffee shop and talk to people, right? I also had a bunch of people sign up to volunteer while we were doing this too. I, no, I, can yeah. you tell me how many you got? Cause that would be a very important number for us. Cause we haven't seen that in a lot of shows. Yeah. So I got, oh, where did it go? I got two signed up through email and then I had, I've lost count of how many people followed the page, which is another good way to do it too. Yeah. Um, anything that goes out in the email blast, we post on the Facebook page too. So they're, they're equivalent. Um, and I've lost track of how many we got there. I last, I checked, I think five or six. So say seven people. And yeah. to, that is to me, that is the, the biggest impact we can have. I think if we raise money, that's fine. You know, there's many ways to raise money in this environment. You know, people are spending money now, but volunteers, I think is the gold. And so that is really helpful. I'm going to just say seven. If you come up with a yep. different number, that's even better. You know, that's great. But that is, I don't know what we did differently. Maybe it was the kind of conversational way that we approached it because Chaz was here and that really helped or maybe it was the reinforcing it because that's what we focused on. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, but no, we, hard, we had that, a, to me, sign up. man, I, I was really concerned. This was, this was the one show I was really concerned with because, you know, we didn't have a lot of people on the Facebook page. Right, so right. To me, 237 views is pretty good, you know. Yeah, before but, we, it's not a week later. You'll see them, you'll see them go up. Oh, yeah. Well, right. At least double. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I know to have people sign up like on the spot, like while it was happening and then a couple minutes afterwards too. So that's, that's incredible. Wow. All right. Well, that, there's a lesson in there and we'll have to internalize that. Um, <laughs> For sure. So good. I, I'm going to, I'm going to give credit to Chaz. Thank you. I just, I don't know, maybe for him being here, you know, so. <laughs> I don't know. The candidate was pretty good too. Pete, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lori deserves a little credit. Yeah, a little bit. It was a team effort. I think, I think, yeah, no, but okay. it was incredible. Okay. All right. Month. All right, Lori, fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I really appreciate you spending a little time with us. You yeah. are, you know, we need more Lori's. Um, you know, one of the, so the whole sister district, uh, thing that I've learned since 2017 when, when I started volunteering, it's a bench for experience. Mm -hmm. Boy, it'd be nice to see you yeah. move on and have a bigger influence. Um, so you have a couple fans. And I was going to say a scientist in government. I mean, what a brilliant. I know. Who thought, right? <laughs> Who'd think a scientist would be? <laughs>
we we have the only doctor medical doctor governor in the you know commonwealth of virginia yeah and uh, he gets beaten down a lot because he did some stupid things with the blackface back in the when he was in med school but he's a really decent ethical smart as hell human being and it's hard to argue with him because he is completely science driven so has I, to Big fan of those moments in committee. They're some of my favorite, actually. There's been a couple of times where we had a pharmaceutical company come in and I was trying to figure out their their pricing and their budget and why it's set up this way. And they're like, they went, well, what you don't understand about research and development. And I said, no, excuse me, is nothing because I left it four months ago. So if you can yeah. just answer the question, I'd appreciate that. Like there's been a couple of those moments. And I, because there are days where, you know, nobody wants to listen to science, it's not real. And there are days where it's really, really frustrating. And then there's moments like that. And I'm like, no, that's why I ran. That's right there. That's it. Okay. There must be moments. We'll see you in DC someday. Come visit. <laughs> we'll see. There must be moments where it must just literally feel like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Oh, true. Things that are just, you cannot even comprehend. We literally had a representative, because we were in session last week. We had a representative passing around a bill trying to get co-sponsors on it. He wants to demand the Department of Treasury form up a, a report for all COVID-related costs. And then he wants to send it to China to demand them to reimburse us. The great use of time. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if it wasn't so tragic. Yeah. That's deliberate. He doesn't have to govern that way. It's a complete right. deflection from responsibility to actually do the hard work. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Where do these people live? I mean, how do I they- I bet he's a Republican. Yes. I just you don't, know, I, I'm, I'm still, I know, that, I know that we're talking about how bad it is, the, the, but I'm still like fascinated that we got so many volunteers out of a very small amount of views compared to other shows. And I'm like, really like, now I'm thinking about how to rework these shows to- yeah. Well, uh, so, so Pete and I are from tech and the one of the words in tech is optimization. He's <laughs> always optimizing, you know. Often. I know Pete, you showed your video for the first time, which is a lot more. One of the things my, I told you when I you know, first saw your video last week or two, and my siblings commented on it as a really great production. The harmonies, the, the sound, the visuals, it's so retro, it's so much fun, it's a, it's a, it's a punch. And you generally play that song in acoustic, yeah, right? It's just yeah. doing your guitar. That may be something too to think about is yeah. just that because it is a great song. Get off your ass and do something now. And it repeats, yeah. the visuals are yelling at us and all these awesome LSD colors. I just think it's great. So here's a little tidbit about the video. Um, all of those things that you saw with the exception of this one, all the, the different characters. graphics. I uh, knew what you were saying, Chaz. I got it. Oh, I didn't get it. I was really bad. But all those other versions, they were rejected album covers. Oh. So I was like, well, we have all these other graphics. Let's maybe we can just use them. And then I, uh, a friend of mine did the video. He's a professional video editor and uh, he did a great job. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of elements, but there are, those are kind of the things that we can control. We can't get Lori every show. We don't get involved <laughs> every show. No, I, I think that you're right. That was a really energizing way to, to you know, make the ask and, and to, to get people 
involved for sure. Yeah. And your message was not fear. You, you were fearless in your messaging. And when I'm sitting here in Virginia, listening, you talk about the Great Lakes and the water and I'm going, oh my God, yes, because water is the number one issue. It is everywhere, whether or not people care, water is it. Um, that resonates. I want to keep you there. I want to keep you in the state house, you know, cause you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fight for me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Truly. Love it. Well, right. we'll, uh, we'll check in. Well, well, we'll be in touch about digital marketing. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll send you a, a, a thing about that. We'll also, we'll watch the analytics, the, the metrics for the, who watches the show later. And we'll send you just a couple of summary screens on that in about a week. Awesome. No, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for everything. It, it, it It's incredible. And I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. A freaking scientist. So the numbers actually mean something. Right. Yes, true, true. One last question for you, Laurie. Yeah. Do you Michigan will go blue. What do you I think? do. Trump pulled advertising from here the other day. I don't know if that like made widespread news, but yeah, they're saying he pulled advertising from here. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Oh boy. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm a super pessimist. Like I don't jinx things or anything like that, but I think that we're in a good, a good place. So yeah. Excellent. All right. I'm looking right, at my windows and it's pitch black here. So I'm going to go and eat some dinner. Nice to meet you. Nice Lori. To this meet was you. a pleasure. This was, great was, night. This was really fun. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Linda, have a good night. Thank you. Yep. Jazz. Bye. All right. Yeah, tomorrow we have another show. I know. Yeah. <laughs>